Good morning. How is everybody doing? Yeah. The weather is good. Nice and hot. Remind me of God's country. Uh, it's so good to see every one of you this morning. God has blessed us and brought us here another week. Those of you who are visiting who may not be members of the Lord's Church, we say welcome. We're happy you're here. And those of you who are visiting with us from another congregation, it is good to see you all. And with those of us who labor here with Brother and Sister Bethea, we expect to see you on Sunday morning. First, let me say thank you to everybody, everyone in this room did an outstanding job at the lectureship. If you didn't attend, never mind, you gave money, you did something, you prayed, and we had a good time. The children had an outstanding time. The young adults had an outstanding time, and folks my age had an outstanding time, and folks Brother Johnson age had an exciting time. Everybody just had a great time. And, and I, I told you all it was going to be an experience. Amen. If you missed it, you missed an experience. God is good, not some of the time, but all of the time. God is good. How you doing? Good? What you doing here? You came to visit. Get things straight before you leave, you know, because they act up when you're not around. Yeah, so, but I got notes if you need them. I'll tell you how they've been at. Most of the time, she's okay. So good to see everybody. Um, continue to pray for Sister Wallace and the loss of her husband and bury her on him on yesterday and pray for brother and sister Dawn, mother is gravely ill. Uh, they texted me yesterday. They had made it to uh, Arkansas where Henry's mother lives and she's not doing well. But see the doctors can give one diagnosis and God gives another. I'm going to always go by what God says. So, so pray for them and uh, pray for us. Vacation Bible School is coming July 17th through the 21st. And Backpack Day is coming again for Sandtown. Just load it up and put it there before you know it. Parents, we get our life back. The kids will go back to school. <laughs> Everything would be fine. Amen. My grandson is coming. Today he is going to be in a STEM program for the next couple of weeks over at the university. And uh, he said he don't want to go home on the weekend. I said, well, that's good now, but we'll see. <laughs> so pray for us as we uh, pray for him too. This morning, I want to uh, 
talk to you for a few minutes about a subject that sometimes we overlook. And if you overlook it, it's because we don't see everything there. So, so I want us to, to see everything that the Hebrew writer is, is trying to help us to see. Because until we get a full picture of God, See, sometimes we, we glance over God. Sometimes we don't get a full picture of who God is. And if we, if we really know who God is, it'll help us in our lives to just do better, Rodney. That, that, that's all. Because, see, when, when we kind of cliche God, God is good. God is almighty. God is all powerful. All of those things are true. But God is also patient. Amen. God is also loving. Amen. And God is kind. <laughs> See, we can take all morning and give these thoughts of adjective of who God is. But I want us to see God from a different perspective. The Hebrew writer says in Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 29, by faith they passed through the Red Sea, and which the Egyptian ascended to do, were drowned. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they compressed about it seven days. Verse 29 says that by faith they passed through the Red Sea. Verse 30 says, by faith the wall of Jericho fell down. 29 says that they passed through the Red Sea. 30 says that the wall 
fell down. I, I want to talk to you about the verses that's between 29 and 30. Amen. You say, I don't see no verses between 29 and 30. If you just look at the text, Brother Worley, you think that the same people that went through the Red Sea was the same people that walked around the wall. That is as far from the truth as it is. But Brother Frazier, I don't see no verse between 29 and 30. That's because you're looking at the book instead of looking at God. Is that all right? So if I had to use a subject for those of you, a case of missing verses. Just a case of missing verses because, you know, the Bible says, well, we can't add to the Bible nor take away from the Bible, and that is absolutely true. But I'm not going to add to or take away from. I'm just going to show you the missing verses. And when you understand the missing verses, then you'll see what I'm talking about. The Hebrew writers say, God at sundry time and in divers manner spake in time past by the prophet. But in these last days, he speaks to us through his son, whom he has appointed all things, by whom also everything was made, who being the the very image of God now sits down at the right hand of God. In Hebrews chapter 8, the Bible says that we have a more excellent covenant, one that is better than Moses, one that is better than the law. And by the time we get to Hebrews chapter 10, he talks about the law was a shadow of good things to come. Hebrews chapter 11 starts off saying, by faith. But without faith, it is impossible to please God. Give us a ray of faith. By faith, Abel gave a more excellent offering than Cain. By faith, Enoch what was taken up by faith Moses moved without any knowledge by faith Noah built an ark by faith the Egyptians walked through the Red Sea on dry ground Israel the Egyptians drowned because they tried to do the same thing. Amen. And then verse 30 said, by faith the wall of Jericho 
fell down. Let's look at the verse between verse 29 and verse 30. In order for us to see the verse, let us go back to Numbers chapter 11. And when we go back, because see, when you look at the book of Hebrews, the book of Hebrews is a snapshot of the first five books of the Old Covenant. It's, it, it gives us everything that happened, but it gives us into a snapshot. And he, in Numbers chapter 13, let's go back. Numbers chapter 13, did I say 13? I said 11. Well, go to 13. <laughs> Numbers chapter 13. And the Bible says, watch how the Bible start off. Numbers chapter 13 and verse number 1. The Bible said, and the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Send thou men that they may search the land of Canaan, which I have given unto the children of Israel. I want you to mark given. Focus that for a second. Every tribe there a father shall eat, send a man. Every one a ruler amongst you. Now watch the verse number 25 said. Verse 25 said, and they went and came to Moses and unto Aaron, and all the congregation of the children of Israel unto the wilderness of Paran and Kadesh, and brought back words unto them, and all of the congregation saw them the fruit of the land. Let me fill you in. Don't have time to deal with all that, but let me just fill you in. God gave Israel Canaan. God gave them the land. God didn't charge them. He gave them the land. And when God gave them the land, God expect for them to occupy the land. When God gives you something, when God gives you a blessing, God expect you to take his blessing. Amen. Now, verse 30 of 11, don't y'all go nowhere. Just stay right there. I'm filling in these missing verses. Israel walked through the Red Sea on dry land, on their way to the land that God gave them. But see, what God does, it's not that God doesn't know, but God needs for us to know who he really is. So what God does after he gave Israel the land, he says unto them, send a spy. But in Deuteronomy chapter 1, the people went to God and say, is it okay? 
for us to send someone to spy out the land. See, that's the first mistake that one would make when God give us something. Don't go back to God and question God as if you sure that there's milk and honey in the land. But see, God, I told you God is loving. I told you that God is compassion. I told you that God is long-suffering with us. See, God will allow us to suggest things to him. I'll say that again. God will allow us to suggest some things to him. Not that God going to take our suggestion, but he gives us that, the privilege to do that. So what God does, he said, well, send man. I'll tell you what, the 12 tribes of you, each one of you got faith in somebody in your tribe. Send them so that they can spy out the land. So what they did, they went and spied out the land. 25 said when they came back, they said the land is flowing with milk. And they, watch 27, and they told him and said, we came unto the land where thou sent us. And surely it is flowing with milk and honey. But something happened in verse 28. They start off by saying, nevertheless, the land is just like you said it is, God. It's flowing with milk and honey. There's fruit in the land. God gave you the blessing, but they turn around and say, nevertheless. When God gives us something, it doesn't matter what we see all of it at one time. We focus so much on the things that we don't see versus what we actually see. They went out and spied the land. They went out and saw the fruit. They went out and saw that the land was flowing with milk and honey just the way God said it would be. But they came back and tell him, the land is exactly how God said. Nevertheless. Nevertheless. What is Nevertheless. Do we not trust what our eyes have shown us? Nevertheless, there's giants in the land. Nevertheless, there are cities of war in the land. Do you think you're telling God something? that God didn't know. God knew that there were giants and the people in that land, they're they big people. God knew that. They got walls in the land. City, walls built around city, protecting themselves from those on the outside. God knew that. See, 
sometimes we're so wrapped up in what we don't have until we miss what we have. See, we, we want God to give us the whole pie when we, have, when we struggle with eating just a slice of the pie. Why God gave us all of this pie? He know I'm going to get tired of eating. Well, he gave you a slice and you're not satisfied. You were in Egyptian captivity. And then you turn around and say, yeah, the land is exactly like, but nevertheless, there's giants in the land. There's walls in the land. What about the milk and honey? What about the fruits? What about everything that the land possesses? You focusing on giants in the land. Yeah. Amen. We can't fight those people. Did God ask you? God didn't ask us to go in the land to fight. God told us to possess the land. Why would I worry about who's in the land if God told me to possess the land? When God want to give you a blessing, he didn't ask you to go about and say, well, I'll take this new job, but it's 25 miles away from my house. You're worrying about how far you have to drive instead of the job. Well, I can't have all these children. Huh? How are we going to pay for their school? How are we going to pay for their education? How are we going to feed them? God bless you with a child. Take the child. You know how many people would love just to have a child? And then God bless you with one? And all you do is complain. God, before God even sent them to the land, God knew who was in the land. God knew that they built cities in the land. But God didn't send you there for the giants of the land. He didn't send you there to live in the city. He sent you there so you can gain and, and, and enjoy the harvest of the land. Mm. Nevertheless, the people being strong that dwells in the land a surprise to God. And the cities are wall and very great. Another surprise to God. And then, and moreover, we saw the children of the Hittites. The, Amor the Amelites dwelled in there. The land of the south, the Hittites, the Jezebites, and all of these people dwelling in the land, and the Canaanites dwelling near the Jordan. All of that is a surprise to God. You come back and you tell God something that God doesn't know. Ain't that something? 
You've been praying. See, sometimes we don't know. I told you, we don't know who God is. Well, Brother Frazier, why would you say that? Because of our reaction. Because of how we do things after God called us. Amen. If God called you into his family, don't you know God know what your needs are? Right. Don't you know God understand who we are? So when God tells us something, don't say nevertheless. Right. Say thank you. Sometimes we just need to have enough faith just to try God. See, sometimes things go on in our lives and God is about to bless us, but just before we get the blessing from God, we get in the way. God want to bless you. But before you get in there, brother, the shields, before we get the blessing that God got your name all over it, we get right in the way. And we say to God, I want a blessing, but here's how I want it. See, those folks that went through the Red Sea, 750 years were prisoners, were slaves. Now, watch God. Not only did God tell Pharaoh to let his people go and got them out, God was about to give them the land. God didn't offer them a job. Right. He offered them the land and everything in the land. Right. But when we get there, after we send folks to spy out, we said, nevertheless. Twelve men went. Twelve men came back. The Bible says that 40 days they stayed scouting out the land. And when they got back, every one of them identified what was in the land. But only two came back and says, it is exactly what God said. We saw everything, and the land is flowing with milk and honey. Came to Moses and Moses, we can go to that land, but there's those giants in there. We can't fight them in their land. They know the land. Thank God for Caleb and Joshua. Watch verse 30. Caleb say, well, look at here. If God gave us the land, why are we sitting around here? Let us go take and occupy the land. God gave us the land. 
And Caleb's telling people, y'all hold up. Sit still for a minute. You wasn't in the land. I went to the land. Why are you all over here rumbling because of what's up? I saw the land. Well, Caleb, did you see the giants? Yeah, there are giants out there. But I still saw the land. I saw what God said. Everything they said is in the land. Watch Caleb. Not next week. Don't wait till next year. See, when we want to come to God, we say, I'm going to come to God, but let me get everything straight. In about two or three years, I'll quit chasing women. I'll stop drinking. I'll stop smoking. Then I'll come to God, and I can give all my life to God. Man, you can start. You ain't going to never stop all of your problems. You're always going to have a problem until they lay you out. Watch Caleb. Let us go up at once and possess it. For we are what? Well able to overcome it. Now, all I need you to do for the next two minutes is focus on these two it's. The first it is the land. Focus on the land. Never mind what's in it. Just focus on the land. You can go over there, Rodney, and you can stake your place and pick out whatever part of the land you want. God has given it to you, and it doesn't cost you nothing. Now, the second it is the giant. But I don't want you to think that you have to beat the giant. You leave up that up to the God who gave you the land. Why would God? See, Brother Worley, sometimes I, I sit down and wonder, you know, because by human nature, we, we think things. I said, well, why would God give me this if he don't want me to obtain it, Tammy? Why would God give me a job if I couldn't do it? Why would God send me someplace if I can't occupy it? Right. Why would God put people in my life who doesn't mean any good to me? That's not a God of, of compassion. Right. But if God said for me, what Caleb said, we are well able to overcome whatever the giants in there. However high the wall is in there. But because, I, I'm, I'm just in verse 29 of the text there. I haven't got to verse 30 yet. But because of our disbelief, we fail to obtain what God gives us. And so what we do we begin to question God. They came out of Egyptian captivity, God went across the Red Sea on dry land, got on the other side, and began to question God. The Bible says, 
from the Red Sea to the land of Canaan is an 11-day journey. Is an 11-day journey. But because of their moaning and grumbling, they walk around the mountain 40 years because of your murmuring, because of your disbelief, you took 40 years to go 11 days. 40 years for 11 days journey. Because you it's amazing. You got nothing. And when somebody is about to give you something, you mumbling. All of that's in 29. I haven't got to 30 yet. 40 years for a journey that should have taken 11 days. See, the folks that came out of Egypt was the folks that God promised the blessing to. When God, what, what's the text say? The text says, because of your murmuring, your corpse will lay in the wilderness. Because of your unbelief, your corpse will never make it to the promised land. Now, what happened? Did God took back his blessing? No. God still said for Israel, you going to the promised land is yours. I've given it to you. But every one of you, 20 years and older, because of your unbelief, you're going to die in the wilderness. Amen. That's what the text says. Amen. Just read the story. That's what verse 29 says. Okay. Let me see what verse 30 says. Look at Numbers chapter 14. In Numbers chapter 14 and verse number 1, watch what the Bible says. And all the congregation lifted up their voice and cried, and the people wept that night. And all the children of Israel murmured against Moses and against Aaron. And the whole congregation said unto them, would God, would God that we have died in the land of Egypt? Or would God 
We had died in the wilderness. See, you make the choice. God never told you that he was going to bring you out of Egypt to die in the wilderness. You made that choice. You made that choice. You saw the land. You knew it was exactly how God said. It took 40 years for a generation of unbelievers to die. Sometimes Sometimes God has a blessing for us in our lives. But before we could obtain the blessing, somebody might have to die. Amen. Let me say that again. Amen. Sometime, God got a blessing for us in our lives. But before we can obtain the blessing, somebody has to die. In other words, sometimes somebody is keeping us from getting the blessing that God has for us. Amen. And you got to get those people out of your life. God want to bless us, but we wouldn't get the blessing because somebody is hindering us in our lives. A whole generation. 40 years for 11 days journey, but it took 40 years for that generation of murmurs to die. But Israel still had the blessing. Amen. Verse 20, verse 30 of the text. By faith, the wall of Jericho fell down after they were compressed about seven days. After that generation had died in the wilderness and their inheritance had moved into Canaan. When they got to Jericho, in order to take Jericho, they had to get through the wall. Amen. They had to jump over the wall. They had to go underneath the wall. But watch the text. The text says, here's what you do. I want you to walk around the wall seven times. I wonder how many people, Rodney, walked around that wall more than seven times. And the wall, nothing happened to the wall. See, nothing happens in our lives until God Make it happen. Amen. 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 See, it, it ain't about walking around the wall seven times. That is not what's going to bring the wall down. 
It's doing what God says in the manner which God says it. Verse 30. They walked around the wall seven times. And then God says, sound the trumpet. And when the trumpet sound, guess what happened? The wall. When the trumpet sound, after they walked around the wall seven times, the trumpet sound, and then the wall came falling down. Humpty Dumpty couldn't put it back together again because when God tears down a wall, it's down forever. Some of us got some folks around us that done build a wall, and you can't move until the wall is torn down. What are you suggesting, preacher? Sometimes you just got to evaluate your situation. And you're trying to move, but somebody is holding you up from the blessing. Walk around it. Pray to God. And sometimes God will sound the trumpet. And the wall would come down. So brothers and sisters, from verse 29 to verse 30, what happened? God blotted out 40 years of unbelief. Could God be blotting out a chapter in your life because of your unbelief? God is trying to, he already moved you from one place to the next. Why are you questioning him when he's trying to push you over? So when you start doubting, he blocks out a whole chapter of your life. Yes, sir. You murmuring instead of getting up. The land is yours. How, nevertheless, I can't pay all these bills by myself. He didn't ask you to do that. I got all of this stuff because we both were together. You never was together. You left God out. See, that's what we do sometimes. We, we, we begin to think we're smarter than God. It's just a case of missing verses. That's all. Go back and value your life. It's something about God. I was talking to this young lady the other day, trying to introduce her to a Christian. He's too square. Uh, he, what do you want? Nevertheless, I'm Billy over here. He round. He got a lot going on. You still at verse 30. You just need to look at what goes on between verse 29 and verse 30. Get a sister from the church. 
Remember when you were young and you go to, we used to have a store in Charleston, Brother Johnson, called Woolworth. I don't know if you are. You had them in Baltimore too? Okay. Woolworth. And in Woolworth, they had a section where toys were. And every time my grandmother would go to buy a doll baby, they all looked like Bobby. Paint Bobby whatever picture you want to paint. But Bobby never looked like me. So as much as my sister wanted the doll baby, my grandmother would never buy Bobby. Because Bobby is not the real thing. Like Donald Trump said, that's, Bobby was fake news. See, and everybody like Bobby. But as soon as you get Bobby home and start pulling on it, the head is going to come off. Amen. The arm is going to come off. Amen. Bobby is not as solid as the other dolls. But when you look at it, you take a glance, you think you see one thing. But when you look deep at Bobby, you'll see that it's not well put together. Sometimes we have to understand or ask ourselves, what do we want? Do we want something for the day or do we want something that well put together? See, when you go outside and you find someone that you think you want, in the midst of trials, they're not there for the long haul. They don't have no morals about it. Bobby is good till the first child, and then all of a sudden, Bobby's like everybody else. You got you don't got wrapped up in. Nevertheless, sometimes you just need somebody who God says it flows with milk and honey. Just the way God said our honorable Christian woman supposed to be. When I was in college, they had a club. I know you know this one, Brother Johnson. Downtown called the Gaspies. Yeah. The woman at the Gaspies was one way. That wasn't the woman that I could take home to mama. So if I can't take her home to mama, why why bother with that? If you meet one at Odell's, that you can't take home to daddy, 
and said, this is the man of my, don't, don't, just leave him there. When you find one in the church that is square, you need to look at it very closely. Because all of the corners are tightly squeezed together. And you can never get nothing out of the box that is well put together. See, if you mess around in your unbelief and God will blot out a portion, can, can you imagine God taking 40 years out of your life because of your unbelief? Just a case. Or missing verses. Where's those missing verses? You know why they're missing? God had no need for them. That's why the Hebrew writer go from 11 and 29. The Israelite walk across the Red Sea. Next time, 40 years later, they're walking around the walls of Jericho. What happened in those 40 years? Unbelief and doubt in the wilderness. Even when you see what God said is exactly like God said it will be. Maybe you're here this morning. You're not a member of the Lord's church. Faith comes by hearing. Hearing by the word of God, believe with all your heart that Christ died for you, that he was buried, rose again the third day according to the scriptures. Repent of your sins, confess your faith in Christ, and we'll baptize you in water for the remission of your sin. God will add you to his church. Be faithful until death, and he'll give you a crown to life. Brothers and sisters, God has given us this land. Let's at once take the land that God has given us. Would you come as we together stand and sing the song that has been selected?